Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet and you get with Caesars Rewards. Must be 21 or older. What's going on, everybody? Week 12 Thanksgiving week is here. It's the most fun week of the football season, in my opinion. And maybe that's because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. So I grew up always watching football uh, on Turkey Day. But Eddie, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Jen. And I have to ask you, since you just brought it up, do you enjoy Mm -hmm. always having football on during the holiday? Because like I'm now experiencing this. I honestly couldn't even tell you the last time the Giants played on Thanksgiving. Uh, In my memory, I can't remember it. But I love the fact that it's like there's football on and I don't have to have the pressure of worrying about my team. I'm just going to stuff my face and and watch, you know, watch your Cowboys, watch the Lions, watch whoever plays. So like, are, do you enjoy it? You're just used to it at this point. Cause like, I'm, I, I don't really know what would happen otherwise. Yeah. What, right. What would you do? It just yeah. is like, okay. Be at uncle Ron and aunt Terry's by one o'clock because you, the Cowboys game will be on and then mm-hmm. we'll eat dinner after that. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's just the way it is. So I don't know, Eddie, like, what is it like to not be a Cowboys fan and not have your game play on Thanksgiving, you just told me it's less it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's great. great. I get to ride root against the Cowboys. I, I watch the Lions uh, put up their effort, uh, usually in a loss. Um, and like I said, I'm just enjoying the food and it's just like a pressure free Thursday, which is great. You enjoy watching meaningful games, like you said, impactful games. We're now, you know, late November, um, but not having to like stress over a win or a loss. Like I, I can imagine, I don't feel too great about this Giants uh, Cowboys game because of the Giants injuries, but like a close loss in a meaningful game. I think I feel like it would just ruin me. For the- it would ruin the holiday for me. Yeah. Interestingly, that Wondell Robinson injury has moved the line because it opened at seven and a half and now it's at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask you today if you wanted to put, you know, a little wager on the game. You take your Giants. I take my Cowboys. But I understand others on the network have already made you this offer. And uh, you you probably got a better one than anything I was going to offer you. You said it yourself, Jen. I mean, the Wandale Robinson injury is one of uh, many injuries that happened to the Giants. Yeah. Uh, Dory Jackson on defense, obviously dealing with like, uh, you know, three uh, offensive linemen are going to be out. It's just not a good scenario. And the Lions last week, they kind of figured out the, the method of how to stop the Giants. And that's if you just stuff the box, don't let Saquon do his thing. The Giants undefeated when they run the ball 31 times. The Giants have three losses on the season when they run less than 31 times. I can see the Dallas Cowboys taking after that kind of uh, approach and not letting Saquon get started. So I don't really love the Giants uh, getting nine points in this one. I like the Cowboys to win this game just because of the lack of healthy talent. They're all playing practice squad players. But this, the deal I did make with Sal was that, uh, you know, he wanted to do a cap of consequences. I like, you know, partaking in those. I said, just give me Giants plus three, give me the Giants in a field goal and I'll do your bet because he didn't want to do a bet with the points. So uh, I'm now going to have to probably put like stuffing and gravy on my head or something again. Mm, Yeah. I mean, I was thinking we could do some kind of a wager, but then I was thinking about how this network goes crazy with cap of consequences. And I was thinking about Megan Gailey eating cold clam chowder from a can. And I was just, and by the way, (laughs) She's amazing. I don't know how she did that. She like powered it down. Didn't didn't flinch. I would have probably been gagging the oh, whole yeah. time. I don't think I could have done it. 
No, I mean, she's honestly. a beast. She's a beast. That was that was disgusting. Like lukewarm. <laughs> ugh, I can't. The, I don't know. I, the smell of that. And I love clam chowder. I went to school <laughs> in Boston, but it's mm. it's got to be warm and probably not from Campbell. Like uh, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. yeah, everything about it wasn't good. Um, we did have a little more success this week with our picks. We complain every week on the show at how poorly we're doing picking games, but this week. We did well, Eddie. You got you went seven, five, and one, which is awesome. Um, I went nine, three, and one. So that was tied with I think Brother Bry and who Hench. I th- yeah, you're right at the top of uh, the winners this week. Um, for the week, just for the week, not for the season. <laughs> you, yeah, you, yeah, you, brother Brian Hench went nine three and one. Um, I was with Dave Harry and Parlay Kid seven five and one. So we had great weeks. You, yeah. you led. Uh, you were tied for the lead. Um, I, I can't imagine how good that feels. It's been brutal for us. Um, so you're now <laughs> back on top. I'm, I'm very happy that Team Waiver Wired uh, had a very good week picking games. I did. I did feel the board was a little bit easier um, last week. I I did too. Yeah, I did too. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent dialed in for this week yet. So I've got to figure out my picks, but anyway, if you guys want to play with us, you know, you can play with us at extrapoints.com slash arcade. The winner of each week gets, um, a hundred dollars. Is that right? Still? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's like more than we make for these podcasts. Hundred dollars and a gold cap. I mean, if you if you enter both these free contests, you're going to come out like a hundred dollars richer and with a nice hat. You, you can't beat it. Sign up is free. Again, folks, I can't emphasize it enough. It's a lot of fun to play. You're competing with us, um, and it's just it, 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 there's no there's no loss. Like you just sign up for free. If there's you no don't loss. win, whatever. It's if you do win, fun. great. Yep. Yeah, and you can make you can make fun of us when we lose too, and we don't even mind because that's what we're here for. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CAESARFULL, that's C-Z-R-F-U-L-L, and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. And because Caesar plays by the rules, here comes the length the responsible gaming disclaimer. 21 and older must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Boston. Your city and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. New York, call 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE 
NY467369. Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So for fantasy this week, Eddie, we have all teams back. No teams on a bye. And that's really fun. Until sometimes you have to start making some tough start sit decisions because it's sometimes, you know, when teams run by, it's almost easier for me because I'm like, well, look, I don't even have the option to play Raheem Mostert this week. So I don't have to worry about whether he was the guy to start in this backfield. But now you've got everybody back this week. Um, so there will be some tough start sit decisions. Be sure to tweet us if you need any help with them at extra points pod at that Eddie Murphy at Jen Piacenti. But let's break down what's going on this week. Three Thanksgiving Day games, full slate of Sunday, and a Monday night barn burner, I'm sure, between the Steelers and the Colts. Um, Looks like Robert Sala is not committing to Zach Wilson versus the Bears. We know Justin Fields is banged up a little bit with his shoulder, but it is not his throwing arm. Um, Justin Fields, again, continues to be fantastic for fantasy. No, he wasn't the number one guy this week, but he was still a top, top quarterback. I don't see how you don't start him ever moving forward, to be honest. Zach Wilson, on the other hand, I really want them to make a change. The same way I wanted them to make a change back to Matt Ryan, because all the fantasy weapons have been so much better around him now that Matt Ryan has been back in charge for the past two weeks. By the way, Matt Ryan... Past two games. Okay, it was a fantasy dead this week, but 73.3% completion rate across the past two games. No interceptions. He took four sacks this week, but he almost led them to an upset victory versus the Eagles. So I would say it's kind of working. I mean, not that it's rocket science, you know, use more Jonathan Taylor, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It's working and it's working really well for our fantasy assets like Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell, too. So that's good news. Yeah. Uh, just to jump in there with the the, the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson, that seems to be the kind of story of the week. Um, again, another very, very high draft pick that people had a lot of faith in, a team that's pretty much built to win now. Uh, I, I would say the Jets have enough weapons. Their defense is playing very, very well. Undersell, who's a defensive mind, uh, mastermind there. And it's just the quarterback did not really work out. And I know they want to make the change. I do think in the short term, maybe the change will help at least um, some of the fantasy weapons. We know that uh, his Garrett Wilson, 
Wilson came out kind of blasting yeah. the offense. Uh, he's not thrilled. I think maybe if we put in another quarterback, you could have a spark with those guys because something's just not right with Zach Wilson. I mean, the Jets averaged 2.77 inches per play in the second half versus the Patriots. 2.77 inches. He clearly is not getting it done. And then to make matters worse, and I'm sure you saw this, Jen, or heard this, but like the comments he makes after the game. So it's one thing to like play poorly and then own up and say, hey, this is on me. But for him to say the offense is not at fault, it's just not going to sit well with your teammates. And that's why Robert Salas said, look, all things are on the table. We could move on from him. Uh, I think the Jets clearly have a quarterback issue. And for a team that has some fantasy studs on there, uh, obviously, Brees Hall was injured. The receivers, like I mentioned, I think they do need to make a switch um, for the here and now. And, you know, they are playing the, the Bears. And if Justin Fields is playing, I know Matt Eberflew said he could be either day to day or he could be out for the season, which is uh, probably the biggest range and an injury that we've I've ever heard but uh, I do think he'll play and if he does play I, the Bears are getting points in this game and I just love 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 the Bears in this one um, Justin Fields reversely of what um, Zach Wilson did you know injured shoulder on a you know he also got a couple late hits too in that um, in that game a lot of you know he slides a lot and still gets dinged up and it's kind of unfair to him but then he goes in front of the whole team and says look the defense gave us a chance mm-hmm. to win the offense failed that mm-hmm. is what Zach Wilson should have done so I uh, Good job by you, Justin Fields, and I do like the Bears a lot this week. Two point seven seven inches per play, and not—I mean, nuts, guys. No matter what your girlfriend has told you, it is not impressive. Okay, moving I, on. I, uh, wait, I thought that's massive, but I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. All right, not a start. I got not a start. Sorry, Zach. <sighs> this changes everything. Um, commanders are going to stick with uh, Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Oh, oh I wish I go back to Matt Ryan for a second. Um, it's unlikely that you need to stream a quarterback this week because everybody's back. However, if you're in a super flex league, if you don't trust Matt Stafford, should Justin Fields end up not playing, et cetera, Matt Stafford is streamable because he's got the Pittsburgh Steelers this week and they've allowed the most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks, 22 passing touchdowns. It's just the kind of matchup that that could be good for Matt Ryan. And again, as we mentioned, now that they're getting the run game back involved, that opens things up for him and, and he should have more success going forward. We, we will cross our fingers and hope so. Uh, Commander sticking with Taylor Heineke at quarterback instead of Carson Wentz, at least for the time being, they're getting the job done. They're, I mean, they've got to already be looking like with their eyes on maybe they can make the postseason, right? If, if they were, if the commanders were playing in any other division besides the NFC beast, uh, yeah, then yeah, they would really be in a really good spot for the playoffs here. And I think it's a smart move. You, you, you know, it, it stinks for a team to make the transition and spend money and, and whatever uh, on a quarterback like Carson. Once you bring him in, obviously his past years have been pretty checkered. Um, but I give I do give the commanders credit for just, you know, swallowing that and just being like, hey, we messed up here. Heineke, he's been playing well. We're going to leave him in. And again, the same kind of thing as the Jets, but there are some great fantasy weapons on this offense. And to have a quarterback who gets the most out of them, I think is a great move. Um, and I, I, you know, I think that if they want to win games, Heineke is the option. And he may be the long-term quarterback if they keep winning games, like you said, and it could, you know, flirt with the playoffs. Um, it's a, it's a great, it's, you kind of swallow your pride, but it, ultimately, a good move by the commanders. Yeah. And um, their matchup this week also excellent versus Atlanta who have been very generous to opposing offenses uh, in every single way. Antonio Gibson now with no JD McKissick getting more involved in the passing game, just putting up solid four for you every week. Uh, Taylor Heineke could even be okay. Terry McLaurin didn't have a great game this week, but in general has been really good with Heineke. Logan Thomas 
if you need to stream a tight end. And by the way, let's talk about Kyle Pitts. Guys, I just want to say, I'm so sorry that Kyle Pitts is injured, but for your fantasy team, isn't it just easier this way? Because now you just, he's just on the IR. You don't have to make that tough decision every week. Should I start the stud tight end? I drafted in round three, four, or five of my fantasy draft. No, you shouldn't because he can't play and it just makes it easier. It's just easier. Logan Thomas is someone you could stream. Juwan Johnson is someone you could stream. Five touchdowns across the past five games. Tough matchup this week, but at this point, we are really digging the bottom of the barrel. Foster Moreau has a great matchup uh, with Seattle, who's allowed a ton of touchdowns to the tight end position. So, you know, good luck at tight end. Sorry, guys. Uh, basically, if you drafted Travis Kelsey, you're having the last laugh right now. Yeah, I mean, Jen, like we talked about all year long doing this show, it's trying to find the tight end. It's quite hard unless you spent a pretty penny on someone like Kelsey or I guess uh, Mark Andrews when he was healthy. Um, and you probably spent a pretty penny on Kyle Pitts. And that's that's why this injury, like you, you're, just, you're just giving some finality to the problem. And it's I'll never watch if like Kyle Pitts is a bust. And let's just say the next couple of years, he he doesn't you know amount to what we thought. I'm never going to read a mock draft or like I'll watch college football ever again, because like this is a guy that coming into the league, they were like, Kyle Pitts, he'll be the Hall of Fame by 2040. He's already the Falcons best player in the history of the franchise. Like this was a sure thing. His comps were like you know, uh, Kelsey yep. plus Gronk plus like LeBron James, yep. like he could do everything on the field. It's an, it's an insane, like, and then nothing comes of it. And it's not like the Falcons offense has been putrid. Like it's kind of a bunch right. of mixed parts. You know, they're throwing in Mariota. They did draft um, Drake London, rookie receiver. Like Cordell Patterson went healthy, obviously makes a lot of plays, special teams and on offense. Like there are parts there. There are, there are other pieces. They're not a lackluster 2.77 inches in second half like the Jets. <laughs> like they're a good offense and it just does not make sense to them. So I apologize on all those folks who took him uh, super early expecting big things. Um, I wasn't even around to draft him because he went so early. Cause I did expect really, really big things from Kyle Pitts and uh, it, it just does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, but it is what it is, right? I mean, we, we get so excited. This is why even like sometimes with uh, dynasty leagues, I think dynasty managers get too crazy trading away guaranteed players for all these future picks. They're so sure. And this is why they never win. You got to stop and win. Sometimes Kyle Pitts was a tight end drafted way too early as we can see in retrospect. Right. So anyway, the traditionally doesn't work out, but I didn't want to say that about Kyle Pitts because he was so talented. I didn't say anything. I just sat and watched it, but I was thinking in my head, this never works out. It, it's it, That's a bizarre one. I'll never understand it. I, I do think he'll turn his career around, um, but yeah, this is, it's just very strange. There's no other explanation. Now, Eddie, we talked about the Cowboys-Giants game, and I'm wondering if the real outcome of this game, the real bet winner or loser is whoever ends up signing Odell Beckham Jr. when this is over, right? Because I think I understand Odell Beckham Jr. is going for dessert after the game with like Jerry Jones and the crew, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we do have Southern hospitality in Dallas. I think they're going to need to put on a show for OBJ. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we don't need OBJ. Would we beat Minnesota 40 to 3? Sorry, I'm getting that, a little team happy right now, but they finally looked like the offense we expect and the defense we expect at the same time. Yeah, 
That no, that that's actually a really good point because I've been saying all along. To me, it makes the most sense for him to go to um to go to your Cowboys, and and the reason why is because I just think they the extra piece that offense could use. But after that performance versus the Minnesota Vikings, it's like, do you really need him? And maybe he's thinking, oh, like they haven't figured out I should go somewhere where I actually could be a factor. Um, I still I wouldn't think, go that far, Eddie. I, I still think don't get too excited. No, 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 no. I still think he's. I, I don't think the Giants are even in question. I just think what he's doing is keeping. The the Giants name involved just to not really anger the fan base because I, I think Odell truly did love being a giant. I think he truly does yeah. love New York. Um, and I just think he wants to keep everyone in his good graces. Now, if he goes and signs the Cowboys, he, he kind of loses that. There's no reason for him to go to the, the to go to the Giants. Even with him, um, they're still very, very injured. And at the, this point, their playoff hopes are up in the air. And why go to a team to that throws the ball 20 times a game? Like the Giants have they win games by running the football. They all their victories have come in games. So they run the ball 31 or, or more times. So I just don't see the reason for him to go there. I think Dak is playing very well. He'll make life easier for CeeDee Lamb. There'll be mismatch nightmares. I mean, even now with Tony Pollard getting so involved in the passing game, Dallas is the home run pick. Um, maybe the Chiefs, uh, especially with now Canarius Tony also banged up, but the, the Chiefs don't need him. The Chiefs could. They don't. I was at the game. Yeah. Oh yes, I, I wanted. To, I wanted to hear about that. So yeah, so I was at the Chiefs and Chargers game at SoFi. It was amazing. We were down on the field and we were right up close to Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. We had press passes and. Um, it was interesting watching them before the game. Like I just had a feeling when I walked around, I was like, Oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to win this game. Like I knew the chiefs were going to win after walking the field. I don't know if you can know that or not, but I felt like that. And I wasn't sure they were going to cover the spread. I took them to cover the spread. That was one of my losses. Um, but they did lose Kadarius, Tony, et cetera. But when he was walking around the field, you could see like Justin Herbert is a very cerebral player. He had like his earphones and he was like thinking and concentrating. He's also a God. He looks like freaking Thor or mm-hmm. something up close. Like, oh my goodness. It's not just on TV, ladies. Um, then I was walking around and then I came around where Patrick Mahomes was. And he's like this, he looks like Kermit the Frog. He's a goofball. Mm-hmm. But he's like out here, like doing his little dance, swishing around, barely throwing the ball. And he looks, he has this confidence about him. Like he just doesn't like nothing phases in him. He looks like so, I looked at him and I was like, that is probably the most confident with himself player I've ever seen in my entire Life. I mean, Justin Herbert looked like dialed in and great and like you could trust him, but there was just this weird, amazing confidence about Patrick Mahomes. You walk by and you're like, oh, this is he, he can. And he did. And, and that's exactly how it played out. That that final minute of the game was insane. It was such a such a good game. Joshua Palmer. Absolutely fantastic. I hope you guys didn't drop Joshua Palmer. Uh, pick him up if you did, because Mike Williams, you know, screwed me. Don't get me started. Lost by five points in my big money league. Would have been just fine if he had just finished that game. Just finish the game, Mike. Anyway, um, great game. I yeah, went because I hang out with Sean Merriman. He like invited us into his suite so we got to go down there. It was really fun. It was really fun. Uh, yes, I wanted to hear about this. You and I saw you, Fabs, uh, hanging out there in uh, and, and, and incredible SoFi Stadium. Everyone get there if you if you could afford to. It's an amazing place. And uh, I was lucky enough as well to see Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you remember this game years back. This is actually at the Coliseum. The Rams char- um, the Rams Chiefs Thursday night game. They wore like, the yellow uniforms. And it was like 56, 55, whatever it was. Gerald Everett ended up scoring a touchdown to win the game for the Rams. But the same kind of reaction you had to Patrick Mahomes is what I had too. He is yeah, just, but he 
he's loose, cool, calm, collected, but he has his confidence. It's like he has eyeballs everywhere. He has like an aerial view of the field where he's just like the ball is snapped and he just moves around and he knows exactly what to do with it. And that's why he's the best. I think there is a now a clear gap between him and everyone else in the NFL. And, you know, in the fantasy world, people kind of roll their eyes. And when everyone reaches for the Patrick Mahomes very early on in draft, there's so many quarterbacks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I mean, I'm getting to the point now where it's like, if you take him that high, it's like, I get it. Like, he's just this good. He's well, not, he doesn't lose, does not lose in November and December, does not right. lose to um, AFC West opponents on the road. Like, this guy is a winner. And winning that's when usually, you need him for your fantasy playoffs. Right. And then that also usually tra- winning usually translates to scoring points, uh, scoring a lot of points, which the Chiefs do. And that's why I, I like he he is incredible. Yeah, he is incredible. And it was an incredible game. It was a really good battle for everybody. The stadium is fantastic. Highly recommend going if you ever get the chance. So anyway, Chiefs Chargers, great Sunday night game. Recommend SoFi Stadium. Um, you want to hit some waiver wire topics really quick? Sure. The top people to add. Um, of course, some things that we noticed, some observations. Um, Eddie jotted some down that I agree with. Yeah, Jamal Williams, three touchdowns. Uh, Justin Jackson led in touches, but they have DeAndre Swift. I think this is Jamal Williams, really. The only one you can feel confident starting right now is Jamal Williams. You can flex DeAndre Swift, but I don't think he has the eye of the tiger that suddenly Jamal Williams has. I don't know why, but you saw it on Hard Knocks when they were like, I, I was just going to say but- it's so it, like the hard knocks um, season. It, 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 it almost confuses in a way because they were like, well, Jamal Williams is the heart and soul of the team. He's when they showed, you know, he was crying. He's passionate. He seemed just like everyone loved him immediately. And but they're then then they would kind of switch to DeAndre Swift and they're like, but DeAndre this Swift is, is talent. The, this yeah. is the guy. This is the one. He he could be the best running back in the league. I think actually they're one of their coaches said that like he you could be the best running back he in the could league be. this year. And then now it's like, oh no, this is. Jamal Williams is going to score 15 touchdowns this year, if not more. Like, this is his his backfield. backfield. I don't get what's going on. I don't either. I did have Justin Jackson kind of do well on one of my benches, and I was like, well, that's interesting. So, yeah, something to keep an eye on. Cam Akers, yeah, season-high rushing total. Um, who cares? You know what? Stay away from the Rams' backfield. Just don't do it. That's perfect. It's, just, it's, just, it's a dumpster fire. I love that. The second you start him, it's going to be a disaster. Just back away slowly. Samaji P. Ryan, on the other hand, um, you know what? We'll talk about him in a second. We go over our waiver picks. Uh, James Cook, yes, more rushing yards on fewer carries than Devin Singletary. He did have a really great game. They called his number more often. He was out there, same amount of snaps, but he just got so. But you got to wonder, like, with Naheem Hines there, is that going to last? So, again, deeper league, yeah, pick him up. You have a deep bench, not startable yet. Uh, Saints, Andy Dalton, yeah, we're okay with Andy Dalton. Um, and yeah, Tony, Tony, I love Eddie wrote here on our show that Tony Pollard is the man. Tony Pollard is the man. But, you know, it's interesting. Babs and I were talking about this on our show on Sirius XM on Sunday mornings. By the way, you guys can always catch that at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on Sunday mornings. It get you ready yes. for your fantasy football day. Um, I, w- I just knew Zeke was going to get a touchdowns. I'm like, you can't not start Zeke. You have to at least flex him because he's going to do the thing where he gets you like 30 yards and two touchdowns. And then basically that's kind of what he did because yep. that's what Zeke does. And Zeke does help give Tony Pollard the rest. And, you know, Tony's not a big blocker. That's kind of Zeke's job. And then Pollard can get these amazing runs and then get the chance to kind of like rest and then break off another big chunk run. Now you use those two together. He used him versus the Giants. I mean, I, I don't want to get too excited. I'm I'm already nervous about this nine point spread being like a jinx. trap game. Trap game. 
But Jen, I will say I'll, I'll give you credit. Um, you know, the one, the the major. I think you being the Cowboys fan helps you in this regard because you see it amongst the fantasy community, it's like get rid of Zeke, get rid of Zeke, use Tony Pollard, and you have said Tony Pollard is only Tony Pollard right now because of Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott, and you're the one that's touting that, and I totally agree with you, and that's why Zeke is important, and Zeke is still a factor. He will get those touchdowns. Yes, yeah. Tony Pollard could do more. He's probably fresher, but he they utilize him the perfect way, and you're leading the charge in that one. So credit and, to you. And and Tony Pollard's not like, tough at the goal line. Like if you really want to send a bulldozer through for a one yard touchdown, you're not going to send Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. You're sending Zeke. You're exactly. fine to send Zeke to, and he'll do it. And he loves it. And he's good at it. Why not? Everybody wins. It's expensive though. Um, so waiver wire ads, let's run through them really, really quick. Um, quarterbacks guys, you know, you probably don't need anybody. Uh, I hope you don't need anybody this week because um, it's thin. It's thin. Um, running back Samaji P. Ryan's probably a priority and is available in 97% of leagues. Now, I think it's interesting when Jamar Chase went out, we were all like, who's it going to be? Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. You know, T. Higgins finally did have a good game. But in reality, the running backs have had eight combined touchdowns in the three games Jamar Chase has missed. Half of them have come through the air. So they're being used as really versatile weapons. Samaji Piran had three of them. Not He didn't have a rushing touchdown this week. He had three receiving touchdowns this week. He didn't actually do that much on the ground, but he put up a huge day on the stat sheet. Now, Chris Evans is banged up. Joe Mixon left with a concussion. That leaves most of this to Piran, assuming they're both out. Now, the counter will be, but the Titans have a really tough run defense. They're allowing like 66 yards per game or something. However, my counter is they have allowed a league-leading 229 receiving yards across the past four contests to running backs that catch. So there is an opportunity for P. Ryan and 97% available if you need him, if you want to stash him. He's someone to get. Other than that, not that interested. Rashad White, we talked about last week. He has a great matchup this week. He's probably not available anymore. Same with Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco looked good. He looked like he finally led this backfield. Probably not available, but please check for Rashad Wright and Isaiah Pacheco before you check for anybody on your waiver wire. After that, it gets slim pickings. You know, Gus Edwards, too, is someone you should check. After that, it's kind of like a lot of meh, maybe handcuffs. Don't make any major moves. Uh, I'll throw out, um, you know, not necessarily a waiver pickup, maybe in some league, deeper leagues, but with one of the um, Miami Dolphins running back scenario, I could foresee a game where the offense just goes crazy early and then they just sit on the ball okay. the rest of the game and you get a ton of hang, uh, you know, carries. Mm-hmm. I know Jeff Wilson's probably ranked really Rostered. high this year, but, but most are a little bit further down around like I, a lot of ranks around like 30, 31. I mean, if he's around there and he's still available in your league, like I think the Texans are just waving the white flag. And I think I'm starting both of those running backs exactly this yep. week and i'm definitely probably gonna be playing their player props too because like even antonio gibson smashed his player prop versus houston last week um so yeah that is definitely definitely a start i agree there wide receivers uh darius slayton is the guy now right it's i mean he sure. kind of already was arguably but oh, now yeah. it's clear unless they go get obj and even if they do he'll still be you know getting worked in darius slayton's the guy to to have i i 
you know, for listening to this and you want to play him before this Cowboys game, I'm not going to uh, poo-poo that just because obviously just the lack of uh, healthy bodies on the Giants. Um, I am a little afraid of this, you know, matchup probably with Diggs, um, but, but the Giants probably will be down. They will be throwing the ball live. But in terms of the Giants using Slayton, he's always been DJ's guy ever since the beginning. He's kind of just got lost by the wayside because of all the additions at receiver. But the problem is now, obviously, all those receivers are injured or useless like any Galladay. Darius Slayton is also playing for his his NFL career, like to stay alive, to get another right. contract. So you keep that in mind because he has performed. Um, I think if you can get him, get him. If you could start him, I would start him. Donovan's Donovan Peoples Jones is another player. Five consecutive games with 60 or more receiving yards scored his first touchdown of the year this week. Now we know they're going to have a change of quarterback in a few weeks. In theory, that can only get better for him. I mean, that's the theory. Um, Deshaun Watson did lead the league in passing yards the last time he played a full season in 2020. So Donovan Peoples Jones also has a really, really good schedule for the fantasy playoffs. And that's, that's somebody you're going to want to have some claims in for Traylon Burks, Traylon Burks available in 80% of leagues, 111 yards, seven catches, eight targets. He's at 15 targets across the past two weeks. This is a guy they could end up being a league winner if he can truly step into that wide receiver one role for the Titans because Ryan Tannehill actually looked good this week mm-hmm. and Derrick Henry creates opportunities for that passing game and, and they're still looking for their A.J. Brown, right? A.J. Brown was great in this offense. If Traylon Burks can step up, he's someone you're going to want to try to at least get your bids on this week. Totally agree. I went after him in uh, one of my leagues. You said it there. Uh, not only uh, Ryan Tannehill playing better, but Derrick Henry being just so effective. And this is the time where he always shines late in the season. He just wears teams down. Um, they need their AJ Brown replacement. Traylon Brooks is that guy. Great for him to come back from the injury looking like better, more refreshed. Um, and this, he's probably the reason why Tannehill is playing better because you could rely on him. So I love yeah. Traylon Brooks. Yeah. Christian Watson is probably not available after he was the number one claim last week, but he delivered again second week in a row. So maybe just maybe he's the new guy for Aaron Rodgers. Certainly worth a waiver wire out if he's available. George Pickens, if he's there. Um, Garrett Wilson, if he's there, especially if they make the change at quarterback. These are just some ideas. Paris Campbell. Uh, just been, I think, 38 targets in his last four games played with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. So he's targeting that slot receiver, just a lot of opportunity there. So those are some guys to have your eyes on. You can always check out my article at si.com uh, under the fantasy section. I write for fantasy embedding and there will be more there as well. Tight ends, we kind of already talked about. It's just, you know, it, it's a tough situation. Do the best you can. If you're, you know, trade deadline, uh, is this week instead of last week by any chance? Some leagues have it this week. See if you can, you know, see if somebody has a couple tight ends. If you if you lost Kyle Pitts, if you lost Dallas Goddard, if you lost Zach Ertz, the list goes on and on. Eddie, yeah, it's been- I, I was just going to say, too, with, with tight ends, <laughs> I'm also glad that uh, Dalton Schultz kind of figured yeah. things around. He was a guy yes. that a lot of people took early to mid. Week, but yeah. Um, yeah, but he, he's been okay enough. Um, Hunter and Henry, Dawson Knox is looking Dawson better, Knox right? Been great. Yeah. I was kind of shocked that, that Hunter Henry, uh, one target, one catch. He's usually Mac Jones's guy, especially in the red zone, but the, the problem, like Mac Jones statistically had an okay game, but he didn't really impress me either. Um, so I, I but I, normally I would say that Hunter Henry, I'd, I'd feel pretty good about, but who knows, but again, another weird matchup. 
I think in the tight end position, you just like pray that your guy happens to have a good week. And then you just worry about all the other spots. Cause you can only, mm-hmm. there's some things you just can't control and tight end is yeah. one of them. <laughs> just let it go. It's been a crazy season. And I do think it's getting a little bit easier pr- to predict as we get into the rhythm, but even still Saquon being limited to 22 yards versus the lions. Did you, I mean, did anyone see that coming? They two yards versus the lions. I, I, I guess they, the lions they're you know, who's Aaron Glenn, Aaron Glenn's defensive coordinator. I think it is, but he just like, okay, they ran the ball a, a crap ton versus Houston where Houston didn't really fully try to sell out to stop the run. The lions did. I mean, Daniel Jones had a pretty nice day. I mean, he did have those two picks, but he did throw for 340 yards. He still torched them in the, in the air, but they made sure that Saquon did not beat them. And I think that's going to be the theme the rest of this way. It goes, Oh, you're just trotting out just Darius Slayton and no one else. Well, Saquon, you know, he's not going to do anything on the ground. We're going to put, you know, eight plus guys in the box um, and we're just going to, you know, not let him do anything. And that's what's going to happen. So uh, but- I, I don't want to feel I don't want to tell fantasy uh, uh, players who have Saquon that expect less, but uh, it would not shock me, especially if the Giants are going to be down in the games. They have the Eagles matchups coming up, tough games versus Washington, obviously the game versus Dallas uh, Vikings, not a great schedule. But for fantasy, Daniel Jones has been excellent. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think he will remain so. I think last time he faced Dallas, he had 71 rushing yards. So, you know, there's a lot of potential there for fantasy goodness, even versus a tough defense. Now, I do think the pass rush will get to him. I mean, there's going to be, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a fun game. I'm going to say all this and we're going to get upset by the Giants and it's going to be embarrassing because it's going to be on national TV versus an injured team at home. Um I'm trying the reverse jinx now. How am I doing? <laughs> it's it's look, it clearly is one of those trap <laughs> games. They are trotting out uh, pra- practice squad players. There is no reason the Cowboys should lose this game at home on the national stage uh, during Thanksgiving. But I mean, if Daniel Jones somehow finds a way to win this game, and I think it will be up to him because I just yeah. don't see Saquon being able to do too much. Um, he that if you win this game, well, well, the, the Cowboys have actually allowed like 136 rushing yards per game. There's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. is. I, I just think, I think you're going to, they're going to have to get tricky with it. They're going to have to do a lot of play. Had action, a good game a lot versus of Dallas first time around. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, they should have adjusted. You're right. Mm-hmm. You'd think they would, but he might be okay. It's possible. Well, I, I would love the giants just to ditch the game plan and then just start going like shotgun four <laughs> wide, just like every play, just run like streaks, like with two receivers, at least like change it up completely just to really throw off defenses. Cause this kind of same game, uh, game plan every week after week is going to get figured out. So, um, we'll see what happens with uh, Mike Kafka. Uh, he has his work cut out for him. Okay. Everybody we will be right back after this quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I think we had one question come in, Eddie. You want to we take did. that? Let's take it right now. Um, I believe it was from our pal Tony Baker on Twitter. Hey, Tony. Quarterback question. We talked about them both. Tua or Herbert this week? Oh, man, that's really hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tua actually has a tough matchup, uh, believe it or not, versus the Texans. And their game plan should be to run the ball a lot, um, as we talked about. And Justin Herbert has an awesome matchup versus Arizona. I I think I would actually lean towards Herbert this week if all his weapons are healthy. If not... Uh, it's really hard to ever sit to a, I mean, he's coming off a bye. He's rested. He's proven time and time again. He's awesome. Good news is I don't think uh, you're going to go wrong here. I just think Tua may not have the huge week. So if you're looking for that super high ceiling, I think he'll have a good week. He just may not have those cr- a crazy week. Whereas Herbert has the potential for that. So if you're playing for a really solid floor, you just want a good solid start, start to a start him every week. If you kind of want to play for max ceiling, you could throw a dart at or not throw a dart. You could just start Justin Herbert. And by the way, congratulations for having those two guys as your quarterbacks. <laughs> that that was like my question to Tony is uh, I want to write one to you. How did you get pulled? How these the guys? heck did this happen? Um, you were on the waiver earlier. You just yeah. got, had a magic eight ball. I, I think you're right. Like, I mean, there's no wrong answer here. The one thing I would be afraid, like Justin Herbert is so good and so talented, as you talked about before, even with missing some guys, if he is missing some offensive weapons, he could still figure it out to uh, the Dolphins have been on such a run. And, and I just think that this Texans matchup may force them to use the ground game more, but they're explosive. They're so explosive in the passing game. The only thing I'd worry about is like I said, if, if they go up, you know, uh, you know, 30, 20, 30 points. And then the second half too, is just handing the ball off, handing the ball off, handing the ball off. So you may get two, one or two really good quarters from him. Um, but that's that because this Texans team is, is really um, just waving the white flag. They are. Poor Texas. Whatever. It's okay. Their baseball team uh, did very well this year, so don't feel too sorry for Houston. They're just fine. Uh, But I won't talk anymore about that. Eddie, what time do you eat Thanksgiving dinner? That is a good question. Um, Mm -hmm. Since I moved out to LA, I have not traveled back east. Um, There's just no reason to. The weather here is great and dealing with the ticket prices and all that. I used to eat way later when I was back east, closer to like five or six. I think Mm -hmm. out here we've been eating closer to like four, four thirty. You know, the day starts a little bit earlier um, out here, obviously with the football on at 10 o'clock. So you're, you know, we're up and early up and at them. So when I just do my Friendsgiving, it's a little bit earlier. Uh, I would say the turkey though, around four. Okay. Round four. I think that's pretty standard. Like I'm just interested when people eat, some people eat it like at dinner, like at seven, some people eat it like at lunch. I've always kind of been a middle of the day and then you continue to eat person. So I'm going for a solid, you know, around three o'clock. It's kind of in the middle of the Cowboys game, but you know, we're, we got to negotiate schedules here. I think, I think three o'clock is great. Um, (laughs) That, that that to me is like, but then you have to put the burden relatively early um, but again, like if you're doing a West coast one, you, you're pretty much did up you early ever, anyway. Did you ever do the wishbone pool when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh yeah. You did. Yeah. When did we stop doing wishbone? I don't know. I haven't, I've carved the Turkey, but I never done the Turkey prep. Um, I almost did this year. We were, we were going to host, but then, um, some people back that are actually flying back home. So less people went to a smaller location, uh, for the Friendsgiving and I'm just going to, I'm just going to carve it up. I'm not going to do any of the prep I though, but I, I, I would love to get the, awesome. 
the, I used uh, to have one in New York that was like, it's just my favorite day of the year. But it's a lot of fun. Best. It's a lot of fun. Definitely. Yeah. It, you avoid any, uh, any family drama. Just exactly. With, yeah. But it's, it's don't good. talk politics. It's you don't talk yeah. anything you don't want to. Exactly. Done. Um, we hope you guys all have a fantastic Thanksgiving. We will be eating. We will be rooting for the Cowboys and or Giants. And we will be posting our picks probably early this week, right? I guess I have to get mine in. Yeah. Uh, so be sure to follow them. Uh, you can play along with us, extrapoints.com slash arcade. And um, other than that, we wish you guys happy week. You know where to find us if you need us. Enjoy the football. Thank you.